welcome back to It's Abundance, the podcast. I'm your host, Addison Jones. If you didn't already know that, I'm the crazy girl behind the microphone. This week is extra special. If you couldn't tell by the title of the episode, we finally have another guest on the podcast. And this is my sweet friend, a sweet soul from literally preschool, Jersey Saya. She brought such a good conversation to the table this week and I am just so pumped for you guys to hear it. We are talking about owning our faith as a teen in today's society and what that looks like. And Jersey, oh, I'm just so excited for you guys to hear. This week, we are going to start off with um, a verse and this is Ephesians 3 uh, verse 16. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So while you let that sink in and resonate in your heart, let's dive in to this amazing and incredible conversation with Jersey. Hello, you guys. Welcome, Jersey, to the podcast. Um, Yeah, today we're talking about owning your faith as a teen, and I'm just super excited for this conversation. It's going to be really, really good, really fruitful. Um, Jersey, can you share a little bit about yourself and just introduce who you are and how you came to know Christ? Um, yeah, so my name is Jersey. I am 16 years old and I have always grown up in the church, but until recently, I didn't know what it fully felt like to have a relationship with the Lord until I went through a few really hard things and it pushed me uh, closer to him. That's really cool. And would you say that now as, um, like a born again Christian, your your faith is now your own or <laughs> is like would you say that your faith is now your own more than it was when you were growing up in the church I don't know what you mean okay so like when you were growing up <laughs> when you were growing up was it more difficult to like claim your faith like when you like when you were in like a public school or you say you were like 10 years old and you were growing up in the church was it harder to like go to school or to be in a conversation and be like yes i identify with christ than it is now i don't know because i guess it depends on the situation when you're young you don't really know like the full extent of it so you could probably say it and not really that's fair understand fully what you're meaning but now it's um I, it could be difficult, like, if you're having a conversation with people, but it also could be easier, like, if you're more confident. In yeah, that's good. No, that, that makes sense. Um, okay, what does abundance mean to you since we're um, on the podcast? <laughs> to me, living abundantly looks like fully surrendering my, surrendering my life to Christ. Um, in the past year, I went through a few hard things, and they were honestly a blessing in disguise because it almost forced me to get closer to the Lord and give up control uh, because I realized I can't take on this life by myself. Ooh, that's good. And would you feel comfortable sharing a couple of those things or maybe one of those things that was really hard? I went through a really rough breakup, and um, also I 
just going through high school honestly is really tough. Yeah. So that. Yeah, high school is tough, and I think a lot of the girls or the people listening right now are in high school. I think that's a majority of the audience right now. Um, so with that, the question, um, what does it look like for you to own your faith in the world today in this 2023 social media consumed world? Um, a few things like try not to join in on gossip. Mm-hmm. Like when people around oh, you are yeah. talking bad, like trying not to get in on that is really difficult. Good. Not engaging in like drugs, alcohol, cussing, mm-hmm. you know, partying. Uh, feeling lonely and not having a lot of deep connections with friends yeah. or losing friends. Having to do a lot of waiting mm-hmm. for things, even when, you know, you want it now. Yeah. Uh, thinking before I speak and act is tough because, you know, you can just say things or do things and then later on you're like, shoot, shouldn't have did that. And then standing up for what's right and not standing up for things that people around you are saying is right when you know that they're not. Also forgiving people who hurt me. Wow. That's, yeah, that's really good. You were very prepared for that question. Um, I love, I love what you said about the waiting. Um, because I think it's really hard for us to own our faith in the waiting. Because uh-huh. the waiting is like, and I, I heard somebody else say this too, but the waiting, we're constantly in a state of waiting, whether it's for, you know, a relationship, a friendship, a, a job or whatever it is, you're always in the waiting. And once you get that thing that you've been praying for and asking for, then you're waiting, then for, you're something waiting else, for something yeah. else. And I just think that's cool to, to own your faith and to be like, yes, I still, like, even though God hasn't answered me for weeks or months or years, I still stand firm in my identity in Christ. I think that's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Um, the next question is, has there been a point in your life when you have had to make a decision to choose Christ over the world? Yeah, I wrote two things down. So first was letting go of relationships that were pulling me away from him. Mm. Like even when I wanted to keep that friendship or that boyfriend or whatever it is, uh, knowing that it was um, putting a gap between me and God was something that I had to realize and let go of. And two, forgiving people. Um, I also wrote down for this because choosing not to forgive someone, it's like that. People say, uh, like, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. You know, like, it's um, only hurting me, not forgiving people, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, When, like, just, like, in your life and in, um, I don't know, maybe high school or middle school, was there, like, a, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, you don't have to answer this, but, like, a specific time that God was, like, Hey, like I like I need you. I need you to rely on me, and I need you to uh like stand like stand firm and to um, express that you know God. If that makes sense. I guess this past summer, because yeah. of loss of friendships and just not being able to connect deep with a lot of people, I would pray like, Lord, I want groups of friends. Like I want to have friends that I can you know pursue you yeah. with. And He's just kind of telling me like. Pursue me first. Make me your number one first, you know? Yeah. You can cry. <laughs> no, I've had the same the same issues. I, um, I've been asking God. I, issues, oh my gosh. Not issues. It's not that big of a deal. I'm, okay. But, yes, I've been asking God for a group of friends, and I, it's really hard because I think I have such strong desires for a relationship. 
friendship, but God isn't putting um, those people in my life and it has forced me to rely on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think you're going through that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard, but it's going to, it's going to be good. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give another teen or older or whoever's listening when it comes to owning their faith in 2023? Um, my biggest thing that helped me get closer to God was reading my Bible every single day. Yes. Because a lot of people, you know, only read it, you know, a couple times a week or something. But I realized like every single day you need to be filled with that. Yeah. Um, I even try to do it before I get on my phone in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about this in a couple episodes, but wake up and ask for that hunger for the word mm-hmm. and um, ask God, like, Lord, would you provide the spiritual hunger to know you more and um, eat spiritual before eat, eating physically? Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a good motto to live by. I also had, um, if you're like not worshiping in private and in your bedroom, then how like going out and worshiping in public and what is, what's the word like a like a false, a false worship, if that makes sense. Like if you can't, you know, wake up and get in the word and to spend time with the Lord, even when nobody is watching or mm-hmm. to pray to God. Yeah. Then going out in public isn't. Yeah. Isn't Cause you need to fill our cups before we fill other people. Yes. So we don't yes. burn out. Yeah. And also like you touched on this too, but recognizing distractions in mm. your life. Oh um, my gosh, like for the advice part, I would, I kind of, two other things, but um, like to fully surrender your heart and even like all the things in your life, like I have said so many times, like, Lord, I surrender my, my phone and my thoughts and my friendships to you. Like, and, and sometimes that means they're removed, you know, but like, that's so important because you can't have that intimate relationship with the Lord if you don't, you know, show him everything and give him everything. Yeah. And being obedient when he tells you to do stuff, just do it. Even though. It's hard, but like you just end up feeling the guilty later almost, but like knowing that um even if you don't understand, like he has his reasons. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That when you when you choose to um be obedient like you said and you choose to remove those distractions, your the ownership of your faith is gonna become so much easier, I think, to identify with Christ in your school and in your workspace. I think it's going to be so much easier when you have chosen to have that relationship and that friendship internally with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a, like a verse written down, Matthew 25, uh, verse 23. And it was like this, well, the well done and good and faithful servant is what he's going to say. And then there was another verse that says, or he'll say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting because he didn't say, depart from me, for you didn't succeed at your sport. Or don't depart from me because you didn't earn enough money. He's saying, depart from me, for you never knew me. You never mm-hmm. went in your room and had a relationship with me. You, do, do you kind of see where I'm going with that? Yeah, like, yep. Um, and he's not saying, like, uh, depart from me for you messed up too bad. Yeah. Or, you know, you chose other things over me so many times and still came back, but it wasn't good enough. You know, like, he's yeah. still, even we mess up and we, you know, choose our own way, he knows that um, when we turn back to him that he will still give us that chance. Mm-hmm. He has so much grace mm-hmm. in everything, yeah. And then 
I think too for these like whoever's listening um I, like I said I think it's a lot of teenagers I think sometimes if if you know Christ but you don't truly identify with him it's hard to think that he's going to forgive you and he's going to have that grace that we're talking about but Mm -hmm. no matter what you've done or what you haven't done Mm -hmm. he still has grace for you and it doesn't matter if it was drugs if it was alcohol just honestly anything he he's there and he wants to forgive you and he still wants that relationship with you and he desires you to own your faith in him so and adding on to like when we talked about not having a lot of friends or like losing relationships. Yeah. How we talk about um feeling like God is just trying to teach us to rely on him. Also, I wrote down Matthew six thirty three, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these will be added to you. Mm. Um so I think that kind of goes along with that. You know, seeking him first and putting him first and developing that relationship is so much more important than having any friends. And when we Chase after him first, he will give us that. Yeah. If it's his will. Yeah, he will satisfy. I don't want to make you cry, but like (gasps) in your, like in this last few years, you've gone through a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of, a lot to deal with friendships and a lot to deal with um, just relationships in general. But how has, has there been, I kind of said this before, but has there been a point where God, um, maybe spoke to you maybe not necessarily literal speaking but but like through through other people or through your experience or what was that experience that really brought you down it was the breakup you know yeah. um that was really tough and then you know the next week i get baptized because we'd already planned that but like it was just kind of fell yeah right into place so good um but i think after getting baptized like i didn't because, like, the physical baptism is not the same as the spiritual baptism, obviously. Mm. And that's how, we, you know, we are saved and we are able to have an intimate relationship with God. And so I think after getting baptized, you know, I thought about it more. And then more things kind of kept happening. Where I was losing friends and I was, everything's just kind of going downhill even more. That I'm like, you know, I think I should just surrender it all to the Lord. And so that's what I did at church one day, I think. I just, you know, bawled my eyes out, and I was saying, you know, Lord, just take everything from me. Lord, just change my life the way that you want it to be changed, and started, like, pursuing him more, and definitely saw a change when I put away, you know, like, my phone and my friends, and realized that he's all we actually need, because, like, when that hit me, I'm like, dang, I've been living for myself, and I need to stop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we struggle, we're all going to struggle with that on the daily living for yourself, mm-hmm. no matter, like subconsciously or consciously, because that's just the sin nature in us. But something so special about being able to recognize that that's not, that's not all we're here for. Like our, like ourselves, like we're not going to last forever. And to idolize the things that we're doing on earth and the things that we want on earth is so, just does not make sense. Mm-hmm. And none of it's really worth it. No. When you think about eternity, you know, like nothing here that we put our time into um, is going to be worth it except for what's done for Christ. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Amen. (laughs) And just like living out your life, living out your high school four years or the college or middle school 
it's so like how cool that you can just like enter heaven and be like yes like i lived for you jesus and all that i did i glorified you because i know that this kingdom that i'm entering in is for eternity and it will last forever and i will be satisfied like i don't know like we, how do we not recognize that all of these things are not like are just leaving us empty and that yet we turn back to them it takes a while honestly yeah. like it took me a long time to realize like none of it's worth it you know yeah. and it's not even no it's not important and in the long run you know having a bunch of people on snapchat or having a bunch of instagram followers or whatever it is is not it's not important it's not worth it as, as as long as nothing is happening for the lord yeah you know once once you turn it over to him and you use it to glorify him then it's worth the time and um no i, I got yeah you. i got you a lot of things here distract us but when you ask him to open your eyes to what he has for you and if you ask him like reveal my sin to me like lord show Ooh. me when i'm sinning like so many things start to change and you realize um how unimportant everything really yeah. is that's a dangerous prayer lord lord reveal my sin oh my goodness also i've been praying like lord search me what mm -hmm. in me is idolizing everything else mm -hmm. for me i just like really struggle with anxiety and just the future mm -hmm. i always want to control the future and i'm just like lord like reveal it to me and then this week i'm like literally on my hands and knees like oh my gosh i can't do this anymore and he was like hold you <laughs> you know yeah. like i like you asked and i yeah ask and he will he definitely will answer yeah not always in the same way but right and not always in the way you want yeah that's yeah oh my goodness that's so crucial most of the time not in the way you want yeah it's funny because I think we'll go to like prayer and we already know what we want the outcome to be. And so when we're asking, are we really asking or are we just kind of telling God? Like, right. And he's like, well, that's yeah, not what I have planned for you. Uh, well, thank you for sharing a little bit about your story and who you are. Appreciate it. <laughs> so all of my Cedar people, you've got Cedar Springs, Michigan, you've got Avra and Jersey. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but thank you, Jersey, for joining us today. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasure talking to you. And we just hope that whoever's listening really can just resonate with this conversation and maybe relate to us a little bit about this battle of owning your faith as a teenager, because it's really, really hard in mm -hmm. today's society between social media and school in general the things that are just being promoted yeah literally that yeah mm -hmm. worshipped almost yeah well thank you guys for tuning in and listening to its abundance such a good conversation don't forget stickers are out and <laughs> join us next week because next week we are continuing this conversation and we will be talking about entering the school year with the armor of god thank you guys i love you so much Thank <music> you.